0: This is a Life School podcast episode number 133, and today we're going to give you some proven step by step basics for starting a missional community from scratch.
1: No, I'm not a writer. Okay.
0: Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. How's it going today, brother? You
1: know, it's good. It's a little weird weather. We've just hit the fall here in the Northwest. Yeah, but it? you couldn't tell it by what's happening. Yeah. I mean, right. I guess it is 20 degrees colder today than yesterday, but it is, I mean, I, I can see out the window right now as we're talking, and it is gorgeous. Yeah. Maybe we should be yes. doing it outside, our first ever sit-out-on-Caesar's-Patio podcast with dog barks, cars going by. People care? Anybody care? Write in, let us know if you care, if there's background noise, and we enjoy the deck more. All right, I would <laughs> like that, personally. Hey, today we're going to talk about missional communities and how to start
0: one from scratch, and if you listen to the show at all, you hear us talking about missional communities all the time
1: kind of, yeah, because discipleship is the mission and that I think has to happen in community. So yeah, we're definitely ringing that bell because yeah, I, w- I wonder, maybe that bears actually telling people a little bit why we hit that so much. It's like, cause in our mind, in my mind, it's, it's not a model. Sure. It's the way like what doing, we yeah. see in scripture. We'll talk a little bit about that today. It's just kind of how Jesus made disciples. So that's how we live. Sure. Right. And so it seems to have that name now of missional community, but in reality, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's a way of
0: doing life, yeah. So
1: we keep throwing that moniker on. Maybe it's not healthy, I don't even know. But at least I think a lot of our listeners, when we say missional community, they know what we're talking about. But we're going to even do some clarification again today, so.
0: Yeah, so let's jump into it, because um, we've got a lot of content here a packed into A lot to this. cover today. Um, first question is, for those who don't know, how would you separate what a missional community is? What differentiates it from a small group? Because I've been in a lot of churches uh, where people think they're in a missional community, but it's three or four people that are studying Hebrews and have been for 15 years, and they're they're in a closed group and no one else is invited. Yeah, that's that called a Bible imp- study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how would you separate a missional community from what most people
1: might consider a small group? Okay, there again, titles aside, because whatever we call it, I mean, doesn't you know, it's not a big deal. And technically, a missional community is a smaller group of people than probably a full congregation would be, right? Sure. The the is, I think, is really a, is a matter of focus. Um, small groups are generally, they may I've been around a long time. I kind of remember when small groups came on the scene in church world. Sure. And it was a way to close the back door. And as churches were getting bigger and the sort of the rise of the mega church, it was like, how do we feel like we know anybody, or how do we feel like there's any kind of community so we'll start these midweek things hmm. and it was a way of kind of closing the back door to keep people around right because yeah. if you made some friends then you would be less likely to go across the street to the other mega church, but sure. if you didn't Well, I don't know, look at the kids' program. or that guy's a better preacher, you know, whatever. But a missional community, so the focus was kind of self. Small groups, the focus was me and us, so we can be here and stay, and this is our church, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Not evil or anything, but the difference, a missional community, the focus is much more outward. In other Mm -hmm. words, we exist for the sake of the mission, which is Jesus' mission and given in Matthew 28, go and make disciples, that's the mission. Filling the world with his glory, that's how he accomplishes it, is little copies of Jesus, us, disciples get made make more disciples, make more yeah. disciples. The world is getting filled with Jesus. So that, that's the biggest difference. And a missional community is you could call it a family on mission. Okay. It's like a group of people living like family making disciples. That's their focus. It's not a tack on, it's not an add on to their week. Sure. It's not like, Hey, Wednesday nights when I can make it, I go to small group or you can't like, you can't say go to church. Sure. Cause that's identity church, issue. Yeah. yeah. You can't say I'm going to missional community. Hmm. it's just, so the difference is, is it's, it's identity. Like we're, we're a family on mission. Yeah. Making disciples. So yeah, the term, that's where it came
0: from. So do you think that this uh, way of doing things, this missional kind of impulse is more of a biblical way of doing life together than mere church attendance and attending like a weekly small group? How do you see this modeled throughout
1: scripture? I actually, I do think it's a more biblical way. And let me go ahead and, you know, and just tick off some of our (laughs) listeners right away. I think doing life, as a family on mission, like an oikos, your extended family, whose life is oriented around what Jesus cares about, right? His kingdom, Mm -hmm. um, his glory, his father's glory. I think it's way more biblical than just merely sitting in a church service. Yeah. That's not, that's not a dig against just, you know, going to church, but for so many, too many people, that's like sort of the sum total of it. 2.3 times a month, we make it to a church service, but our life is not radically oriented around the mission of making disciples and filling the world with God's glory. So yeah, I think, and then on top of that, that's what Jesus did. He hung out with a small community of people, household based, from house to house. He did go out in public, of course, with his pals, right, and do that. But when the church is referenced anywhere in scripture, it's never a church service, it was always a household. The word is oikos, we've talked about that before. Folks might want to go, by the way, uh, and check out some of our other episodes on missional community life. Today, we're going to talk about starting one from scratch.
0: Yeah, I think a, I think a great one is episode 106, if you want to start, which is finding
1: true meaning in your small group. That's it's kind of a transition, how to transition some things.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then for those who have kind of gotten stale in their missional community setting, episode 123 on how to pump up your missional community was another good help. So episode 106, episode 123, both super helpful in kind of priming the pump as we move in this conversation.
1: Yeah. So, so back to... Back to, yes, I think it is a more biblical model because it's the only model we see throughout Scripture. Anytime the church is mentioned, the words oikos, and it was this small group of family members and close friends, the people work with and for them, doing life in light of the gospel, and that was their lifestyle. Like, now, you know, we've died, Christ is, you know, us lost, his gain. You know, it's that whole, like, it's everything. Yeah, we've got a mission. And that's, unfortunately, that's not what all of Christianity has become, you know? So that's why I think it is super biblical to live this way, you know, and, and live life in a missional community.
0: So before we give people a way to start a missional community, what are some things that, uh, some disclaimers <laughs> that we want people to know right before? Caution, from the warning, <laughs> warning.
1: <laughs> this is really messy. That, that's, that's the truth. I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking that till just now, but, um, life in a missional community is really messy because you mm. give your life away and you, you give it to people that become family yep. and you know how family life is. It's, if it's real, if it's good, it's rich. Everybody's in your stuff. They see it. They know yeah. it. They really know you. But when, it's in, when it's, they're in your stuff and they really know you in light of the gospel, it's beautiful and it's transformational, right? Mm-hmm. So missional community life is super messy. I will just say that. But it is the life that Jesus modeled and gave, and it's the only model we see throughout the whole New Testament. So I'm going to say that's the life we should and get to live, right? Yeah. The other thing is, uh, before we get started, is I want people to, to really know that starting a missional community starts in your home. Okay. It's not like you throw a lasso around a bunch of friends. You get them to read my book, Transform, and you go, "We're doing that." Like, sure. like a missional community starts in your home, being a family, hmm. living the rhythms of life on mission, yep. being a family that's worth joining. Like some people, you know, how some people you've had friends growing up, and like everybody just wants to be at their house because yeah. their family was great. Yep. Like that's how we get to be. That's you know, what I mean? like we're we're God's kids. Like mm-hmm. Dad owns it all. Jesus is our brother. We you know with the Holy Spirit. It's like okay. We need to be families worth joining, and, and you know what? We need to be families worth imitating because discipleship's the mission, and if we're not living a lifestyle that helps people move from unbelief to belief in every in area, area of areas, life, yeah. then what, what are they going to imitate? Well, I can imitate that guy's job because he makes a buttload of money, but his marriage sucks. Well, I can't imitate. So that's so what I'm saying. Sort of the, the upfront thing is a missional community starts in, in the mirror. It starts in your home. Hmm. And, 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 you know, also, side note, even if you're not married— you know, or don't live in a family environment, you know, like, so I don't have kids yet. Or I I'm single, you know, sure. Um, you, you can still be that family with other people. And I, and I know too many people that are not married, but they have built families. They've built out oikoses. These are the people we do life with and we live like a family yep. and we invite people to a place at the table and, yeah. and our lives are worth imitating and it's beautiful and that's the kingdom. Right. So even though, you know, I kind of speak primarily, because most of our listeners are probably married with kids, and I know they're not all, and some people, their kids have already left, and they're going, man, I, I'm, you know, like empty nesting. I want to start a missional community. Do I need to have kids? No, not at all. Yeah. But you still need to think family is at the center of it. What, what we're doing in others as we disciple them is we're replicating God's family life yeah. in theirs. So guess what it has to start first? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if our family isn't that, then... You know, it's like the preacher who preaches something doesn't live it, and Jesus had something to say about that, like yeah. Pharisees, right? So we don't want to—there's your caveats before we get rolling here. <laughs> you know, at the, at the at the task of, like,
0: exhausting past episodes, it reminds me of the call of making disciples is for everybody. And we talked about that in uh, episode 113 with introverts and extroverts. And there's some people that are like, well, the missional life, that's pretty cool for uh, for your family, but I'm just a single guy. I'm older. It's not for me. Or I'm an introvert. That's not for me. And you go like, no, Jesus didn't go like— Here's the terms of agreement for how to make disciples or who I'm calling to make disciples. That was everybody's challenge. And I
1: think that's part of why we see such a diversity in the 12 disciples that he called. Hmm. I mean, it's like the most mismatched group of people. You'd, you <laughs> never would pick these 12 guys. <laughs> that's right. You never would. I mean, it's like worldview, crazy, Completely lifestyle, different, yeah. different jobs, family, some not family, some married, not, you know. Yeah, no, you would, ne- <laughs> you would never pick those 12 guys. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are going, hey, we've
0: heard you talk about missional community life we maybe are feeling the Holy Spirit calling us to kind of get started here. And on this episode, we promised that we'd show people steps to start one from scratch. So this is going to be the bulk of our time on this episode is talking about how we do start this thing from
1: scratch. So why don't we jump into that? Well, this, uh, what I'm going to share here is I've tried to, a while back uh, myself and a bunch of leaders and people that we do training with and help people start missional communities and plant churches and live this as a lifestyle. We said, what, If someone asked us what are the most core basic things that like without these, the rest of it wouldn't matter. You know, like we're going to go out and start soup kitchens and concert hall and we're going to give out clothing and like, you know, great. But let me just let me what would if we boiled it down to like irreducible beginning steps, what would they be? Hmm. And so um, I came up with seven of them. Great. Another seven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a great biblical number. I love it. Anyway, like these are basics, like really. And they're going to sound, they're going to sound oversimplified. I think some of our listeners are going to go like, dude, come on. That's it? These are the seven like most like primary starting points. That, yeah, they really are. And we've helped thousands and thousands of people do this. So yeah, it really is. But
0: hey, and just so you're not stressing out, you don't have to write these down right this second. We're going to include these in the big three this week. And we'll get to that. But you can get... uh You can get the download for this coming up on 123lifeschool.com. It'll be in the big three, and it'll also
1: be like right in the show notes. So yeah, just enjoy this, and here we go. So here's the first one. Okay. The first of the seven moves, as we say. Um, We need to learn to articulate a much bigger gospel, one that touches every area of life today, and it's truly good news. And we've talked about that, we talked about it a couple episodes back, and Mm -hmm making the gospel, you know, beautiful, right? Yeah, and all absolutely. that. And we talk about it a lot. Um, so often our proclamation and our articulation of the gospel, the good news about Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, seems to have more to do with a person's afterlife than this life. And people want to understand how Jesus and being a follower of his will affect their marriages and their parenting and their finances and their identity and their spending habits. Can you tell them? Hmm. So we need to start out by getting, you know, a, a much bigger gospel perspective. Yep and learning to articulate the beauty of that and the good news into every area of life. That's great. So, you know, grow in your gospel fluency, and you'll find that people will not only understand what you're saying, but they'll want to know more. Yeah. They really, really will. So that's the most basic step. You're like, yeah, but how's that help me start anything? Here's If you don't have a big gospel, you're just starting another event. You're just starting another churchy event that will soon become a weekly meeting with a small little gospel at the center of it. So that's why that's the very first thing is, Grow in your gospel fluency. And if you need help with that, episode 130 on how to make the gospel beautiful and relatable. was There it is. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So next one. Next step of the seven. And this is, people are going to go, what? Really? Make your own family dinners more meaningful Hmm. and make them like an attractive door into community for others. I can't believe how many times People will say to us, "Like, yeah, our family—we barely ever eat together." Or we'll have people over and sit down at the table and have a meal, you know. And even my adult kids will be there and ever like, "Man, we never do this." Hmm. And when the kids were being raised, like, we never did this. It's like so many Christians just fall right into the busyness of life thing. Sure. And I, I want to tell you, like, after getting a bigger gospel, this is next core thing is start having a regular family dinner night um, because your family meal times are the best opportunity you have for discipling your kids. -hmm. And each other, and and those that God has called you to make disciples among. Okay. Now, any any day of you know any meal of the day can be special. So maybe it's not always dinner time. You know, like that's you know things. But pick a meal that's sort of your family dinner time. Yeah. Your family meal once a week, and intentionally bring fun, bring some learning, you know, and the kingdom of God to bear in tangible ways. And I'm not saying you do a Bible study at the table. I'm just saying that. Your family dinners can be these most amazing times together. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and, and we do teaching training on that, believe it or not, just how to have a family dinner. Sure. <laughs> you know, we, we do. Because yeah. people don't really know. They're like, well, I don't know. We just fight. And we eat, whatever. You know, or all people will say, we don't have a meal. We just grab when we're hungry. <laughs> and and that's not simple. How's that working or, for you? Yeah. saying you were, what are you inviting people into if you want to start a initial community when you don't even have a good family dinner night Yeah, yet? That is your, that is like ground zero training ground. That will be the thing that you're going to start to model. And that'll be like a really attractive door. Hmm. Like it's a, you know, you know our family well enough. It's like a big deal to get invited to like a team K dinner. Absolutely. People want to come because it's a freaking party. Yeah. We're not fighting about stuff. It's always generous. There's always tons of everything. There's always a place you can bring someone without, needing like the heads up at like spring them. It's cool. Yeah. That's what your family dinner can set the, you know, sort of set the pattern for. So start at home, man. You know, start at home. That's great. So that's number two. Okay. Number three, um, start to find natural places in your city or in your neighborhood that are a perfect fit for you to make new friends and build relationships. Hmm. So often we think, you know, a mission community there again, we're gonna throw a lasso around a bunch of our church friends and we kind of do the holy huddle and start thinking, talking missional, but then what, you know, Yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Remember I said the difference between that and a small group is the outward focus of things. Sure. This idea that the mission is to make disciples. So third step is okay. So you're getting growing in your gospel. You're starting to have your own family meal times. They're starting to get rich and fun and sort of a picture of the kingdom. Yep. Now start finding some places like a pub or a cafe or I don't know, a park or gym, Mm -hmm. uh CrossFit box, whatever, and start finding your place that you're going to, you know, frequent frequenting a cafe, favorite restaurant, a park. And that gives you the opportunity to meet people that live near you. That's why that's key. Do it like do it near you. And the, Good chance they have similar interests and they may be open to new relationships. So, you know, where do people go to have a good time and make or be with friends in your neighborhood? Yeah. You know, pick, pick, pick a place. Ask good questions when you're there. Listen, live generously. You know, yeah, I would say like you well. want to make a, a bunch of friends. L- listen well, buy around every once in a while and tip. Just tip generously. And you'll be
0: like, the life of the party, you know? We'll set intentionality, too. Like, when I go grocery shopping, I'll wait in a longer line just so I can be with the same people that I... You know, same clerks, same checkout. I know their story. And I'm also... into. I keep a running list in my iPhone of... Uh, like pint defiance when I go have a beer. I know Barry's my my barkeep. And, there you go. <laughs> and so I write it in my notes and yeah.
1: conversation as I get in the car before I head home. I take some notes over what happened and the next time. Perfect intentionality. Yeah, when going. you walk in, you go. like, And hey, something else you said was key there is you you want you want to be in this with the same people at the same place. So like when you yeah. pick a place. You don't go like, well, that's my place. But I go Tuesday morning, and then I uh, every other week I go at Thursday night after you know after soccer practice. Yeah. Like, wait, develop a rhythm there. Yeah, yeah, develop a rhythm. Like, pick your night, pick your daytime, pick whatever you do. Go to the same. You'll hit, start hitting that same staff. You'll start hitting those same people in rhythm. Yep. And that's what you want to do. And remember though, not every people group will be a good fit for you. Sure. You know, age and stage of life, ethnicity, social strata, all that. be a win, or mm-hmm. it could be a challenge. So go for fit. You, yeah. you know, like if you just like listen, man. I don't play soccer, so I'm not joining a soccer league. But if soccer is your jam, then join a soccer league and start building friendships yeah. there. You know, yeah, or coach one. Yeah, and actually, or there you welcome go. everybody yeah, to the exactly. table. Yeah, and so you know, ask God to guide you and give you insights into like finding your place. Yeah. But but you're not gonna you're not gonna accidentally make disciples. I've just mm-hmm. been sitting on my couch going to church for years and years and years and just waiting for that doorbell to ring and one day <laughs> someone's gonna ring it and say please disciple me you're like no it's not, not gonna happening. happen yeah yep. alright so okay so that's three four um, identify which of your new friends you know when you're out meeting them are leaning into relationship and a possible faith journey with you hmm. sometimes we refer to these as people of peace Yeah, from Jesus' teaching in Luke but, but you, you, not everybody is gonna be someone who's going to be open to being discipled Sure, or God has appointed them, you know, for you to disciple or bring to faith, not everybody. Right. So we're going to have lots of acquaintances and work friendships and all that kind of stuff that we want to be a witness to. In other words, we, we have the spirit of God in us and we live out this lifestyle, but we're looking for which of our friends that God's brought to us are leaning into relationship, right? Sure. Um, and th- these are people that God has divinely appointed for you to disciple and do life with. Okay, so these people of peace um, seem, you know, they'll you'll know them because they seem kind of easy to make friends with, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're open to you. They like you. They they know of your faith. It's yep. part of who you are. That doesn't weird them um, out. They want to be around you. It's not tough when you go, hey, you want to go do this? And they're like, Yeah, I can go do that. You know, yeah, what well, you want to come do this next week? Yeah, I'll go do that with you. It's yeah. easy. You, you know? It's super easy. And right now I know that people are listening to this. They're thinking, like, I got people like that in my life. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of easy to build relationships. They were leaning in, yeah. as we say, to relationship versus leaning away. Right. And so often these special people look to serve you, by the way, mm-hmm. early in the relationship. That's another thing with a person of peace. They're not only leaning into relationship. Seems like they often are going out of their way to help you, serve you something, and there's a reciprocity there. What's the word? Reciprocity. Yeah, like they serve you, and now they feel like great. I'm in a good place in a relationship, and you can, you know, they can receive now. Yeah, right. You know, that's how like a lot of people
0: are. So. Well, that was hard for me to get initially because I'm like, no, I'm I'm the Jesus guy; I need to be the servant. But you're like, no, my neighbor's offering to serve me and take my stuff to the to and generally the dump that makes for them me. more
1: open to receive from you. And you go, hey, let me give you a hand yeah. with that. And they're like, yeah, it's right I helped him with that. You yeah. see what I mean? Let them serve you. Yeah. So let them serve you. And and you know, another note here: you're not looking to gather a crowd. You're, keep your eyes open for those few people who may be ready for a deeper spiritual relationship. Mm. Now you notice the order here. This is the fourth step. This comes after growing in your gospel, starting to have some stuff going on at home that's worth people coming to, you know, finding a place that you can kind of be a part of that community, find your place, a pub, a cafe, the gym or whatever. And now you're starting to watch for certain types of relationships that are, Mm. that are popping, that are starting to happen. And you're starting to build relationships with those few people. That's great. Okay, Okay. Number five, number five, learn to trust the Holy Spirit to guide your next steps with people. And then also together as a community, as you mm. st- as your community starts to form. So you know we're always wondering, like, what do I do now with these folks that are hanging around? Like I started hanging out in a place, and I was nice to people, and some people started yeah. leaning in. What do I do with them? Right. Yeah. So as you start building relationships with others, you may feel stressed out of not knowing how to love them, well, yeah. or how do I start discipling them? And often you you know people will find it hard to start a new endeavor like this because we don't we don't know all the steps before we get started. Sure. So. Well, I want to suggest that you, we've got to learn to start asking God, so what's next with my relationship with this person? Yeah. What's next with this group of people? And g- believe it, God will tell you. <laughs> yeah. God will tell you. Ask God to show you, not like the next 10 steps. Yeah, Just ask the, next the very next step you need to take with that person. And, and know, this is all before you've started a missional community. Notice I'm giving you like basics. Yeah. This is starting from scratch. You've identified some key people. What do i do with them i don't i don't know but mm. god is super clear on it so learning to trust the holy spirit and we got a cool episode coming up on the holy spirit yeah, in a few weeks great, yeah. it's awesome learning to trust the holy spirit to guide your next steps with people it's amazing you'll just sort of like i can't believe how well that conversation went and you know i god seemed like god said do this with this person and we did and they all of a sudden they were like totally opening up their whole world and their heart to me and they invited us to go do this and i don't know what was next so i just asked god and he said do this next and like it's so so much more fun and creative oh, man cuz we always of, have that agenda right like well, we need to figure out
0: what we need to tell them about the cross it's like i remember a conversation with a guy who was going through some major crap and i remember getting ready to do my gospel spiel like I was always told and, and the spirit said like that's not the best news right now the good news is just to be there as a listener you know so don't God, always try God to will rush tell to evangelize you when that conversation yeah, is trust time, if spirit. you're asking
1: yeah all right um so lose the anxiety over moving relationships towards spiritual discussions yep by asking God what the very next steps are exactly okay. um that was five. Sixth start to create predictable patterns and environments in your life for relational growth that are really inviting and help people want to join you. Okay. So, you know, life in a mission community is life together in the family of God. God's our father and he expects expects us to treat other people like family too. So we're going to need to start to mirror all of the patterns and rhythms of a healthy family. And what it would be like if you were to invite just one or two, you know, not yet believers, these people of peace, to share that life with you, huh. to share a meal with you each week. So they're not moving in, they're not living in your back pocket, sure. but you need to start creating predictable patterns. So, like, here's an example I give. Um, what if you started having one meal a week? Was like an open table, meaning anybody you ran into or all your people of peace that are kind of in your life now and swimming around and kind of leaning in? Yep. Just go, you know, Thursday nights we, we have a meal and then we watch. This is us, you know, whatever. And then ball our eyes out, (laughs) you know, right? And so you want to come over and do that. Like a predictable pattern is something that comes up over and over Mm -hmm. and it's a part of normal life and you're starting to add those intentionally so that those relationships now move from wherever we met, was it the gym or the cafe or in the neighborhood, but it's across the street to now they're starting to join in normal, healthy family rhythms. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're necessarily having them join your family dinner night, but you might. Yep. But you might have several of these types of people, so you start doing an additional rhythm and pattern where you have an open table, or you have a brunch, or you have a game night, or whatever it is, whatever yeah. your jam is. But it's a predictable pattern that people can start to join. It okay? might be a serving opportunity that you're doing on a regular basis, and you're like just starting to gather those people a piece. And every Saturday morning, we go and we do this together, yep. and they're loving it. And that's bridged into a whole bunch of other organic meals together and a sure. phone call and let's go see this game and let's go to a show. And yep. so that's predictable it's, patterns. You're going to have to start doing that little by little. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Seventh, the seventh step to starting a Michelin community from scratch is that now that there are some of these people in your life that are people of peace. They're leaning in, they're starting to live more and more rhythms with you and kind of see and taste the gospel in the flesh is there's, you're going to need to learn how to start to teach the word of God to them in powerful, but simple ways that are immediately reproducible and fun, Hmm. tall order, right? Well, this is why, and and we've talked about this on, on the show before, um, You can do this through story and through the story Uh of God so easily. It's a baseline thing. It's number seven, but it's like the first, to me, that's the first real domino that ticks into like, now God's built all these new six other things into our life and rhythms. And now what we're going to do is we're going to start to, you know, by trusting God, which of these people are ready for this, we're going to start taking them through the story Hmm. as a way to introduce them to God's overarching themes and his love and his character, because because remember, the mission is, a missional community, the mission is to what? discipleship. So true discipleship is built on the words and the ways and the works of Jesus. And so learning to teach the Bible and in, and sort of pass on kingdom patterns and understanding in a reproducible way, hmm. it's going to be foundational to a missional community. And it's going to be, you'll never make mature disciples without those types of foundations. So I really strongly recommend learning to teach through the story of god you know we've got materials uh, yep. on my website we'll put the links also in the show notes here but if you go to caesarkalinowski.com, you can get them for free just look around under resources and we've got a 10 week study called the story formed way yep it's great thousands and thousands of people downloaded that thing and i don't know how many people have been through it um, it's all free they will jack you up too yeah. so we, i mean <laughs> yeah we just got to do the story together too that's beautiful so it's so but Unreal. It's, it's, it's talk about simple and reproducible but yeah. powerful and attractive like, oh, like this is good news for yeah. the first time. Yeah, and so I, I really I know of no other method really of teaching the Bible and helping people sort of step into faith yep. without it being weird or yeah. heavy handed, you know, like like guys guy across the street, not really sure if he wants to go to church or anything, but he's not afraid of your spirituality. He's kind of leaning into relationship. You're like, hey, you want to do a, want to do a study on Romans? You're like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? not interested. So, but the story I'm telling you it is powerful. Cool. It is super powerful. So that. That is the seven step, because that's sort of the tipping point. And there again, folks, you know, they're having a hard time remembering all these. We're going to give you this all in download. But these seven proven steps, they may seem simple or even a little obvious, but they're just the beginning. But they're foundational. And like I said, we came up with these. It's like, okay, I can give you whole structures on how we've mapped out how missional communities have multiplied and we develop our leaders and then how that's become congregations and that's become citywide networks of churches. I mean, we've done all that. And we help people do all that. But if you don't have these seven steps, these seven moves down, none of the rest of it will ever happen. Sure. Or it'll happen as completely just programming. We programmed a bunch of things people do, mostly Christians, and the impulse, the outwardness to invite into the family of God's rhythms of life was never there. That's why these are the seven basic steps starting from scratch. It's beautiful,
0: man. Beautiful. Hey, so also, as if we haven't given away enough, we also have the big three for this week. And we do that every week, which is a free download we give about three things we want people to take away with right now. And you can get those as well as the seven steps uh, by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 133. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 133. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? All right, I'm going to run through
1: these quick. We're running late. Go for it. First one. Your family is is an amazing place to begin when starting your missional community. Okay, mm-hmm. so these are sort of like the three big takeaways of everything we just said. Live as a family worth joining and imitating. So begin at the beginning in your own lives. Trying to organize like everything else and other people into a series of activities and events that you and those closest to you aren't already living is just going to stress you out and set sure. you up for failure. So start with your family which is the easiest to organize yeah, you know, absolutely right and transform and, and it's our calling you know uh, secondly we all long for a family a brother or a sister who will lay down their life and a place where we can be ourselves and when we live out of our true identity as god's family yep. we offer that very thing to people to a waiting and watching world and increasingly you know, people around you are more likely to join you for a meal or a coffee or a game night or something than they are to go to church with you, quote unquote. Hmm. Right. And so that's great. The daily rhythms of your life together is the perfect soil for making disciples. Sure. Your family life. And okay. there again, I'm not saying it has to be bio kids. I'm saying, but a family, I can only Yeah. third, third, big three is take these seven steps toward missional living and get started today. The first one's growing in your gospel fluency. So, you know, you don't have to go anywhere to do that. And this next one's starting to have a family dinner night. So that, you know, get started on these today. Get together as a family. Maybe get maybe get a few of your friends together and share these seven steps with them. And then kind of prayerfully get started. Yeah. Like maybe if a two or three families just started to little by little move through these seven steps together, they'd actually have a missional community forming because they'd all have those basics down. Yeah. So mission happens in the normal stuff of life with disciples in tow, and the good news just dripping out of your mouth and being proclaimed in every bite of food and every step you take and every breath. (laughs) That's good, man. Okay.
0: Thanks for those big three. Again, uh, if you want those, you can get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 133. Again, 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 133. And you're going to get the three big takeaways, and you're also going to get the starting an MC which is a missional community, starting a missional community from scratch e-guide. That's all included this week. Yep. Uh, Lots of freebies this week. Yeah, That's great. Thanks for your time. Uh, next week, we're talking about the seven pillars of culture and how we can uh, change the world. Once you
1: see these things. Yeah.
0: This is so fun. And it's so easy. <laughs> Tune in next week and learn how to change the world.
1: <laughs> but we are, we're going to, yeah, yeah. we're going to do it. Yes. Yeah. We
0: hope you join us for that. Uh, We'd love to welcome you into our Facebook group. All you have to do is go to Facebook and uh, type in the search bar, Life School Podcast, and we'll approve you. Join the conversation. It's a growing community there. And then if you're enjoying the content of this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. You'll get a new episode every Monday when you wake up. Rate the show with lots of stars and then help write a short review for us that not only blesses us, but it helps the podcast get out to a lot more people every week. We love it
1: to hear from you. We
0: love hearing from you guys. So good. Encouraging. Join us next week. For more information, you can always visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.